are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are LA Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. There are many types of tornadoes. One type is a multiple vortex tornado. It is a type of tornado in which two or more columns of spinning air rotate around a common center. A multi-vortex structure can occur in almost any circulation, but is very often observed in intense tornadoes. These vortices often create small areas of heavier damage along the main torpedo path. This is a distinct phenomenon from satellite tornado, which is a weaker tornado which forms very near a large, strong tornado contained within the same mesial cyclone. The satellite tornado may appear to orbit the larger tornado, hence the name, giving the appearance of one large multi-vortex tornado. However, a satellite tornado is a distinct circulation and is much smaller than the main funnel. A water spout is defined by the National Weather Service as a tornado over water. However, researchers typically distinguish fair weather water spouts from tornadic water spouts. Fair weather water spouts are less severe but far more common and are similar to dust devils 
and landspouts. They form at the bases of cumulus congestus clouds over tropical and subtropical waters. They have relatively weak winds, smooth laminar walls, and typically travel very slowly. They occur most commonly in the Florida Keys and in the northern Adriatic Sea. In contrast, tornadic water spouts are stronger tornadoes over water. They form over water similar to mesocyclonic tornadoes or are stronger tornadoes which cross over water. Since they form from severe thunderstorms, they can be far more intense, faster, and longer lived than fair weather water spouts. They are more dangerous. In official tornado statistics, water spouts are generally not counted unless they affect land, though some European water weather agencies count water spots and tornadoes together. A landspout or dust tube tornado is a tornado not associated with a mesocyclone. The name stems from their characterization as fair weather water spouts on land. Water spouts and land spouts share many defining characteristics including relative weakness, short lifespan, and small smooth condensation funnels which often does not reach the surface. Landspouts also create a distinctively laminar cloud of dust when they make contact with the ground due to their differing mechanics from true mesoform tornadoes. Though usually weaker than classic tornadoes, they can produce strong winds which could cause serious damage. A gustnado or gust front tornado is a small vertical swirl associated with a gust front or downburst. Because they are not connected with the cloud base, there is some debate as to whether or not gustnados are tornadoes. They are formed when fast moving cold dry outflow air from a thunderstorm is blown through a mass of stationary, warm, moist air near the outflow boundary, resulting in a rolling effect. 
often exemplified through a roll cloud. If low-level wind shear is strong enough, the rotation can be turned vertically or diagonally and make contact with the ground. The result is a gustnado. They usually cause small areas of heavier rotational wind damage among areas of straight line wind damage. A dust devil resembles a tornado in that it is a vertical swirling column of air. However, they form under clear skies and are no stronger than the weakest tornadoes. They form when a strong convective updraft is formed near the ground on a hot day. If there is enough low-level wind shear, the column of hot rising air can develop a small cyclonic motion that can be seen near the ground. They are not considered tornadoes because they form during fair weather and not associated with any clouds. However, they can on occasion result in major damage in arid areas. Small-scale, tornado-like circulations can occur near any intense surface heat source. Those that occur near intense wildfires are called fire whirls. They are not considered tornadoes, except in the rare case when they connect to a pyrocumulus or other cumuliform cloud above. Fire whirls usually are not as strong as tornadoes associated with thunderstorms. They can, however, produce significant damage. A steam devil is a rotating updraft that involves steam or smoke. Steam devils are very rare. They most often form from smoke issuing from a power plant's smokestack. Hot springs and deserts may also be suitable location for a steam devil to form. The phenomena can occur over water when cold arctic air passes over relatively warm water. The Fujita scale and the enhanced Fujita scale rate tornadoes by damage caused. The enhanced Fujita EF scale was upgraded to the older Fujita scale by expert elicitation using engineered wind estimates and better damage descriptions. The EF scale was designed so a tornado rated on the Fujita scale would receive the same numerical rating 
and it was implemented starting in the United States in the year 2007. An EF0 tornado will probably damage trees but not substantial structures where an EF5 tornado can rip buildings off their foundations leaving them bare and even deform large skyscrapers. The similar Toro scale ranges from a T0 for extremely weak tornadoes to a T11 for the most powerful known tornadoes. Doppler weather radar data, photogrammetry, and ground swirl patterns may also be analyzed to determine intensity and award a rating. Tornadoes vary in intensity regardless of shape, size, and location. Though strong tornadoes are typically larger than weak tornadoes. The association with track length and duration also varies, although longer track tornadoes tend to be stronger. In the case of violent tornadoes, only a small portion of the path is of violent intensity. Most higher intensity, some of the sub-vortices. In the United States, 80% of tornadoes are EF0 through EF1 tornadoes. The rate of occurrence drops off quickly with increasing strength. Less than 1% are violent tornadoes, EF4 or stronger. Outside Tornado Alley and North America in general, violent tornadoes are extremely rare. This is apparently mostly due to the lesser number of tornadoes overall, as research shows that tornado intensity distributions are fairly similar worldwide. A few significant tornadoes occur annually in Europe, Asia, Southern Africa, and Southeast South America, respectively. The United States has the most tornadoes of any country, nearly four times more than estimated in all of Europe, excluding water spouts. This is mostly due to the unique geography of the continent. North America is a large continent that extends from the tropics north 
into Arctic areas and has no major east-west mountain range to block airflow between these two areas. In the middle latitudes, where most tornadoes of the world occur, the Rocky Mountains block moisture and buckle the atmospheric flow, forcing drier air at mid-levels of the troposphere due to the downslope winds and causing the formation of a low-pressure area downwind to the east of the Rocky Mountains. Increased westerly flow off the Rockies forced the formation of a dry line when the flow aloft is strong, while the Gulf of Mexico fuels abundant low-level moisture in its southerly flow to the east. This unique topography allows for a frequent collision of warm and cold air, the conditions that breed strong, long-lived storms throughout the year. A large portion of these tornadoes form in an area of the central United States known as Tornado Alley. This area extends into Canada, particularly Ontario and the Prairie Provinces, although southeast Quebec, the interior of British Columbia, and western New Brunswick are also tornado prone. Tornadoes also occur across northeastern Mexico. The United States averages about 1,200 tornadoes per year. The, Neand the Netherlands has the highest average number of recorded tornadoes per area of any country at more than 20 annually, followed by the United Kingdom at around 33 per year. But most are small and cause minor damage. In absolute numbers of events, ignoring area, the United Kingdom experiences more tornadoes than any other European country. Tornadoes kill an average of 179 people per year in Bangladesh. This is the most in the world. This is due to the high population density, poor quality of construction, and lack of tornado safety knowledge, as well as other factors. Other areas of the world have frequent tornadoes, include South Africa, parts of Argentina, Paraguay, and southern Brazil. 
as well as portions of Europe, Australia, and New Zealand, and Far Eastern Asia. Tornadoes are most common in spring and least common in winter, but tornadoes can occur any time of year that favorable conditions occur. Spring and fall experience peaks in activities, as those are the seasons when stronger winds wind shear and atmospheric instability are present. Tornadoes are focused in the right front quadrant of landfalling tropical cyclones which tend to occur in the late summer and autumn. Tornadoes can also be spawned as a result of eyewall mesovortices which persists until landfall. Tornado occurrence is highly dependent on the time of day because of solar heating. Worldwide, most tornadoes occur in the late afternoon between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. local time with a peak near 5 p.m. Destructive tornadoes can occur at any time of day. The Gainesville tornado of 1936, one of the deadliest tornadoes in history, occurred at 8.30 a.m local time. Associations to various climate and environmental trends exist. For example, an increase in the sea surface temperature of a source region, say for example the Gulf of Mexico or the Mediterranean Sea, increases atmospheric moisture content. Increased moisture can fuel an increase in severe weather and tornado activities, particularly in the cool season. Some evidence does suggest that the southern oscillation is weakly correlated with changes in tornado activity, which vary by season and region, as well as whether the ENSO phase is that of El Nino or La Nina. Climatic shifts may affect tornadoes via telecommunications in shifting the jet stream and the large weather patterns. The climate tornado link is confounded 
by the force affecting larger patterns and by the local nuanced nature of tornadoes. Although it is reasonable that global warming may affect trends in tornado activity, any such effect is not yet identifiable due to the complexity, local nature of the storms, and database quality issues. Any effect would vary by region. Rigorous attempts to warn of tornadoes began in the United States in the mid-20th century. Before the 1950s, the only method of detecting a tornado was by someone seeing it on the ground. Often, news of a tornado would reach a local weather office after the storm. However, with the advent of weather radar, areas near a local office could get advance warning of severe weather. The first public tornado warnings were issued in 1950, and the first tornado watches and convective outlooks in 1952. In 1953, it was confirmed that hook echoes are associated with tornadoes. By recognizing these radar signatures, meteorologists could detect thunderstorms, probably producing tornadoes from dozens of miles away. Today, most developed countries have a network of weather radars which remains the main method of detecting signatures probably associated with tornadoes. In the United States and a few other countries, Doppler weather radar stations are used. These devices measures the velocity and radial direction which is towards or away from the radar station of the winds in a storm and can spot evidence of rotation in storms from more than a hundred miles away. When storms are distant from a radar, only areas high within the storm are observed and the important areas below are not sampled. Data resolution also decreases with distance from the radar. Some meteorological situations leading toward tornado genesis are not readily detectable by radar and on occasion tornado development may occur more quickly than radar can complete a scan and send the batch of data. Also, most populated areas on Earth are now visible from the Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellites, or GOES, which aid in the now casting of tornadic storms.
In the mid-1970s, the U.S. National Weather Service increased its efforts to train storm spotters to spot key features of storms, which indicate severe hail, damaging wind, and tornadoes, as well as damage itself and flash flooding. The program was called Skywarn, and the spotters were local sheriff's deputies, state troopers, firefighters, ambulance drivers, amateur radio operators, civil defense personnel, storm chasers, and ordinary citizens. When severe weather is anticipated, local weather surface offices request that these spotters look out for severe weather and report any tornadoes immediately so that the office can warn of the hazard. Usually, spotters are trained by the National Weather Service on behalf of the respective organizations and report to them. The organizations activate public warning systems such as sirens and the emergency alert system and forward the report to the NWS. There are more than 230,000 trained Skywarn weather spotters across the United States. In Canada, a similar network of volunteer weather watchers called CanWarn helps spot severe weather with more than 1,000 volunteers. In Europe, several nations are organizing spotter networks under the auspices of Skywarn Europe and the Tornado and Storm Research Organization has maintained a network of spotters in the United Kingdom since 1974. Storm spotters are needed because radar systems such as NixRad do not detect a tornado, merely signatures which hint at the presence of tornadoes. Radars may give a warning before there is any visual evidence of a tornado or imminent tornado, but ground truth from an observer can either verify or threat or determine that a tornado is not imminent. The spotter's ability to see what radar cannot is especially important as distance from the radar site increases. Because the radar beam becomes progressively higher in altitude further away from the radar chiefly due to the curvature of the earth. Storm spotters are trained to discern 
whether a storm seen from a distance is a supercell. They typically look to its rear, the main region of updraft and inflow. Under the updraft is a rain-free base and the next step of tornado genesis is the formation of a rotating wall cloud. The vast majority of intense tornadoes occur with a wall cloud on the back side of a supercell. Evidence of a supercell comes from the storm's shape and structure and cloud tower features such as a hard and vigorous updraft tower, a persistent large overshooting top, a hard anvil, especially when back sheared against a strong upper level winds, and a corkscrew look or striations. Under the storm, and closer to where most tornadoes are found, evidence of a supercell and likelihood of a tornado includes inflow bands, particularly when curved, such as a beaver tail, and other clues such as strength of inflow, warmth and moistness of inflow air, how outflow or inflow dominate a storm appears and how far is the front flank precipitation core from the wall cloud. Tornado genesis is most likely at the interface of the updraft and rear flank downdraft and requires balance between the outflow and the inflow. Only wall clouds that rotate spawn tornadoes and usually precede the tornado by 5 to 30 minutes. Rotating wall clouds are the visual manifestation of a mesocyclone. Barring a low-level boundary, tornado genesis is highly unlikely unless a rear flank drown draft occurs, which is usually visible, evidenced by evaporation of cloud adjacent to a corner of a wall cloud. A tornado often occurs as this happens or shortly after. First, a funnel cloud dips, and in nearly all cases, by the time it reaches halfway down, a surface swirl has already developed, signifying a tornado is on the ground before condensation connects the surface circulation to the storm. Tornadoes may also occur without wall clouds under flanking lines and on the leading edge. Spotters watch all areas of a storm and the cloud base 
and its surface. The most record-breaking tornado in recorded history was the Tri-State Tornado, which roared through parts of Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana on March 18, 1925. It was likely an F5, though tornadoes were not ranked on any scale in that era. It holds records for the longest path length at 219 miles or 352 kilometers. It also holds the record for the longest duration, about three and a half hours. And it also holds the record for the fastest forward speed for a significant tornado, which was 73 miles per hour or 117 kilometers per hour. And this record holds for any tornado anywhere on Earth. In addition, it is the deadliest single tornado in the United States history with 695 dead. The tornado was also the second costliest tornado in history in that time. But in years since, it has been surpassed by several others if population changes over time are not considered. When costs are normalized for wealth and inflation, it ranks third all time as the most expensive tornado in the United States. The deadliest tornado in the world was the Daltupar Salutria tornado in Bangladesh on April 26, 1989, which killed approximately 1,300 people. Bangladesh has at least 19 tornadoes in its history kill more than a hundred people, almost half of the total in the rest of the world. The most extensive tornado outbreak on record was the super outbreak, which affected a large area of central United States and extreme southern Ontario in Canada on April 3 and 4, 1974. This outbreak, which saw 148 tornadoes develop in 18 hours, included six of EF5 intensity and 24 that peaked at EF4 strength. 16 tornadoes were on the ground at the same time during its peak. More than 300 people, possibly as many as 330, were killed by tornadoes 
during this outbreak. While direct measurements of the most violent tornado wind speeds is nearly impossible, since conventional anometers would be destroyed by the intense winds, some tornadoes have been scanned by mobile Doppler radar units, which can provide a good estimate of the tornado's winds. The highest wind speed ever measured in a tornado, which is also the highest wind speed ever recorded on planet Earth, is 301 miles per hour or 484 kilometers per hour in the EF5 Bridge Creek Moor, Oklahoma tornado, which killed 36 people. Though the reading was taken about 100 feet above ground, this is a testament to the power of how strong tornadoes can be. Storms that produce tornadoes can feature intense updrafts, sometimes exceeding 150 miles per hour or 240 kilometers per hour. Debris from a tornado can be lofted into the parent storm and carried a very long distance. A tornado which affected Great Bend, Kansas in November 1915 was an extreme case where a rain of debris occurred 80 miles from the town. A sack of flour was found 110 miles away and a canceled check from the Great Bend Bank was found in a field outside Palmyra, Nebraska 305 miles away to the northeast. Water spouts and tornadoes have been advanced as an explanation for the instance of raining fish and other animals. Though tornadoes can strike in an instant, there are precautions and preventative measures that people can take to increase the chances of surviving a tornado. Authorities such as the Storm Prediction Center advise having a predetermined plan should a tornado warning be issued. When a warning is issued, going to a basement or interior first floor room of a sturdy building greatly increases chances of survival. A tornado in tornado prone areas, many buildings have storm cellars on the property. These underground refuges have saved thousands of lives. Some countries have meteorological agencies which distribute tornado forecasts and increase levels of alert of a possible tornado, such as a tornado watches and warnings in the United States and Canada.
Weather radios provide an alarm when a severe weather advisory is issued for a local area, though these are mainly available only in the United States. Unless the tornado is far away and highly visible, meteorologists advise that drivers park their vehicles far to the side of the road so as not to block emergency traffic and find sturdy shelter. If no sturdy shelter is nearby, getting low in a ditch is the next best option. Highway overpasses are one of the worst places to take shelter during tornadoes as the constricted space can be subject to increased wind speed and funneling of debris underneath the overpass. Folklore often identifies a green sky with tornadoes, and though the phenomena may be associated with severe weather, there is no evidence linking it specifically with tornadoes. It is often thought that opening windows will lessen the damage caused by the tornado. While yes, there is a large drop in atmospheric pressure inside a strong tornado, it is unlikely that the pressure drop would be enough to cause the house to explode. Some research indicates that opening windows may actually increase the severity of a tornado's damage. A violent tornado can destroy a house whether its windows are open or closed. Another commonly held misconception is that a highway overpasses provide adequate shelter from tornadoes. This belief is partly inspired by the widely circulated video captured during the 1991 tornado outbreak near Andover, Kansas, where a news crew and several other people take shelter under an overpass on the Kansas Turnpike and safely ride out a tornado as it passes by. However, a highway overpass is a dangerous place during a tornado. The subjects of the video remain safe due to an unlikely combination of events. The storm in question was a weak tornado. It did not directly strike the overpass. And the overpass itself was of a unique design. Due to the Venturi effect, tornadic winds are accelerated in the confined space of an overpass. Indeed, in the 1999 Oklahoma tornado outbreak of May 3, 1999, three highway overpasses were directly struck by tornadoes. In all three locations, there was a fatality, along with many life-threatening injuries.
by comparison during the same tornado outbreak. More than 2,000 homes were completely destroyed with another 7,000 damaged and yet only a few dozen people died in their homes. An old belief is that the southwestern corner of a basement provides the most protection during a tornado. The safest place is the side or corner of an underground room opposite of the tornado's direction of approach, usually the northeast corner, or the central most room on the lowest floor. Taking shelter in a basement under a staircase or under a sturdy piece of furniture, such as a workbench, further increases the chance of survival. Finally, there are areas which people believe to be protected from tornadoes, whether being in a city, near a major river, hill, or mountain, or even protected by supernatural forces. Tornadoes have been known to cross major rivers, climb mountains, affect valleys, and have damaged several city centers. As a general rule, no area is safe from tornadoes, though some areas are more susceptible than others. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.